0: Zanino. Winner, winner. That boy. He, he, hit. He, got he hit it. He deep. got it. We're he got oh. it We're going home. Mike Zanino <laughs> just walked off Minnesota. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Amen, brother.
1: Hamels ready, 1-1. One, one. Good speed out there. Pitch.
0: Drive left center. Finish.
2: Hey guys, and welcome to the Soto Mojo Trade Deadline Plan podcast. Um, you know, there's a lot of things the Mariners are doing right now. They're they have three representatives to the All Star Game, maybe four if Gene Segura can win that last vote. James Paxton might, might make it five. Uh, they're playing pretty good ball. They just had a series, a tough series against the Rockies. So we have a lot to talk about today. But of course, we're not going to talk about any of that nonsense because it's trade deadline season and uh everybody knows that trades is what makes baseball so great um you know yeah the stuff that happens on the field is fine but really it's the team building that's fun but uh anyways joining me today with the uh, trade deadline discussion plan is going to be ty gonzalez and jeff nooney guys how you doing
1: Hey guys, uh, Ty Gonzalez here, aka Ty DePoto, uh, here to make your wildest trade dreams come true. Yeah, Felix for Machado and Harper.
0: Wow. Hey man, I already <laughs> I tried to do that. With- up to that one. <laughs>
2: I already tried to do that with Blake Snell, man, so uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that was hard.
2: Jeff, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. Uh, just really excited for this one. I've been uh, putting in a lot of work on doing some of these uh, trade proposals per day. So I'm kind of excited to see what, you know, we can all put our heads together and see what we can come up with here.
2: Right on, right on. So uh, just for the uh, listener, for you guys to know, we don't really know how long this is going to be. There's a decent chance that we go long and I might just cut the episode, you know, into pieces and all that (laughs) stuff. But the reason we're recording this, uh, A, we have to talk about, our plans and try and come up with a consensus. But also, we want you guys to listen. I know people love trade talk, and they love bouncing ideas off each other. What about this player? What about that player? So we just wanted to record a little bit of that for you guys. And also, just so you guys can understand our thought process going into this. But uh, like I said, we will publish this podcast. If you're listening to this, our plan has probably just been published. Um, or it's the day before, and you have a little insight but uh, like i said we don't know how long this is going to go so there's a decent chance maybe i cut it uh in half and maybe do two parts or maybe just the highlights or whatever but uh anyways that's what we're doing so um before we dive into specific players let's talk about needs um because you know at the trade deadline that's about filling needs so uh, let's start with ty Uh, what do you see as the biggest needs for the seattle mariners Damn.
1: Um, bullpen and then bench depth. Uh, I think you need two relievers. Um, I don't like, especially if you're going to go with the eight man bullpen. Um, once again, uh, and uh, even though that they're at seven right now. Um, so yeah, two bullpen pieces. I think you need a righty. I think you need a lefty. Uh, and then yeah, bench depth. Um, I don't feel comfortable with uh, either Chris Herman or David Freitas going into September or October. I think you need a backup catcher. Uh, you definitely need a utility man uh, over Andrew Romine. Um, and I'm, you know, a lot of people will say starting pitching. I'm not as high on the starting pitching aspect of things. Um, just considering that I, I don't think they they can get a quality starting pitcher. Um, that really will shift the tides unless it's like Cole Hamills. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, definitely bullpen and, and catching depth.
0: I agree for the for the most part, we're pretty much on the same page there, Ty. But, um, I actually am, I actually like Chris Herman a little bit. Maybe not going into a playoff push, but at the time being, I actually kind of liked what he's been bringing to the table a little bit. Um, Starting pitching, like you said, unless it's, like, Cole Hamels or Jay Happ, I just don't see it happening. Unless they go the route of, like, Wade LeBlanc kind of swing man, can be in the bullpen, can be starting. Uh, I can see definitely that. Uh, And definitely a utility guy and bullpen help. That's that's my idea, at least.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it seems to be everybody's little... uh... It's everybody's, uh, contention that they need starting pitching. Um, I'm not saying they don't, but, um, you know, I'm just, I'm not seeing a lot of options out there that are, that check a lot of boxes. Um, basically the pitcher has to be good enough to replace Felix Hernandez because that's clearly the weak link right now, which is sad, um, but also factual. Um, But, you know, I just – I think when you're looking at – you're looking at – realistically, you're looking at a one-game playoff. That's going to be started by James Paxton. Unless he pitched the day before or whatever, then you're probably going to still start Mike Leake or Marco Gonzalez. So there's your starter. And then it's going to come down to that bullpen. So for me, even when you go into a five – let's say you win that game and you go into a five-game series, you're not going to start five guys. You might only start three. The playoffs are with the playoffs are designed with built-in days off, so it's entirely you want James Paxton to throw two of those five games, in theory, right? So I just I don't know how much you really need a starter who's not going to be, you know, somebody you trust in a playoff series. And there's just not a lot of starting pitching available. But uh, would I like to see them add one down the stretch? Sure, why not? Um, But I think bullpen and also maybe even uh, offensive-minded outfielder. Um, I think there's a. I think when you look at the Mariners' pitching staff, I look at it and I say, you know, if the Mariners can score five runs, I feel pretty good about winning that game. Um, so maybe instead of trying to prevent runs, you try to score more. You know, that's something that you can think about. But uh, in general, I agree with you guys. Definitely need at least one bullpen piece, probably two. And I'm a big, uh, big fan of upgrading the uh, the utility man spot um you know it'd just be nice not to have to run Gene Segura and Kyle Seeger out there every day for the next what 70 games or whatever so that, that would be nice but uh I'm with you guys uh bullpen I, I I don't think they need to make a big sexy move I don't know if they can that I guess that would probably be Cole Hamels but uh for me it's just kind of what you guys outlined there it's you Know it's a uh, bullpen and it's depth pieces, and I maybe a bat I would be interested in adding the right bat. But uh, despite our all of us kind of saying that maybe we don't need starting pitching as much as everybody thinks, I think all three of us have start a starting pitcher in our plan, or at least somebody who mm-hmm. could be a starter. Yeah, so I guess you know, let's go ahead and let's talk about uh, let's. Ty, why don't you go ahead and give a quick rundown of your individual plan, and then we'll go with Jeff, and then uh, and then we'll just kind of talk about things from there.
1: Yeah, so um, I went through my plan about five or six times, um, and it kind of all had some sim- had a similar idea. Uh, I pretty much gave the Mariners about a fourteen and a half million dollar budget. Um, Sometimes I would run over, sometimes I would run lower. Uh, in my final plan, I, uh, I ran way lower. Um, so, uh, I'll just get to it. Uh, yeah, like, um, I think, like, the most significant money that the Mariners would add would be $2 million in this. So, um, yeah, so my first trade, um, is with the Padres, and it, uh, gets a guy that I've talked about quite a bit, Kirby Yates, uh, the right-handed reliever, uh, for the Padres that has just the insane K-per-nine and the just extraordinary, uh, ex-fip, and has just flown under so many radars, um, he was just on paternity leave, uh, came back, He got shelled by the Diamondbacks for three runs on Saturday. But overall, he's been excellent. Uh, And then I got the Padres also throwing in A.J. Ellis, who has been uh, somewhat of a backup catcher for them. I mean, he hasn't played uh, a whole lot uh, this year, but uh, when he has, he's actually been... A really good hitter he is another right-handed bat um contrary to uh to to chris herman but um he's hitting at a like 121 wrc plus right now and he's never been um a real hitter at the major league level he's been really good in the in the minor leagues throughout his career but now uh he's finally gotten it together it seems at the major league level and that can be huge to have someone that's hitting like that out of the, uh, catcher position, you know, getting on base, uh, so I have, uh, to the Padres, uh, Seth Elledge, um, the hard-drawn, uh, reliever in the Mariners system that's kind of just quietly creeping up and maybe becoming the best relieving prospect in the Mariners system, um, I have, uh, Juan Quercuto, I don't know how to say that name, um, I think it's Quercuto, um, He's that uh, 17-year-old shortstop uh, prospect that we got in the uh, international signing period last year. And then I have uh, Juan Mercedes, who's a 19-year-old uh, pitcher that's in, the, I think he's uh, in Everett now. Um, I think right now with this trade, like the the Padres, with, uh, with trading away two uh, guys now on the quote-unquote wrong side of 30, um, they'll look to try to get younger, so that's why I have uh, a couple guys like Torquato and uh, Mercedes involved there. And then they get a really good reliever in Elledge, who could be potentially one of the better relievers in the in the National League um, once he uh, gets there, and he'll get there fast. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't know if. Even though that Yates has been excellent and Ellis has been excellent considering their age, considering, uh, their contract situations, I just, I don't know, um, if they really can, um, swing anymore for them. Uh, my second trade, uh, is with the Blue Jays. Gross. Um, <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> we get, uh, Yang Ervis Sarlarte and, uh, Aaron Luke, uh, for Matt and and Sam Delaplane. So, Solarte, I've been looking at a lot of utility men. Uh, I wrote about Derek Dietrich. Uh, we've, you know, we've also talked a lot about Azdrubal Cabrera. Uh, I think Solarte makes the most sense, though, um, of the three, uh, especially because it looks like Dietrich uh, could be going to another NL team, potentially Milwaukee. Um but uh, Solarte, uh, like, if you're putting up Solarte versus Cabrera, uh, Cabrera's only played second base this year, and when he played shortstop and third base, excuse me, last year, he um, he was really bad. He was really, really bad. I think he was worth a negative five and a half of his ER at shortstop last year. Um with Solarte, he's not a great defender, but he has played all four infield positions um, at about an average rate. Uh, he has been worth a negative three and a half use a yard third base, which isn't fantastic, but as shortstop, he's been average. Uh, second base, he's been average. First base, he's been average. Uh, plus, he brings you a bat. um for some reason, Fangraphs has him at a negative offensive rating, but uh, he has a 104 WRC plus. Um, has 16 home runs, I believe. Here, let me pull it up. Yeah, 16. Yeah, so he has 16 home runs, uh, and then the big the big part of it is he has two more years on his deal that you can control him for. He has a uh, 2019 and 2020 club options. And, uh, if you don't want him, his buyout is only $750,000. So that's really good. Um, his, uh, 2019 option is $5.5 and, and his 2020 option is for $8 million. And for, an, and for a utility man that's, uh, 31 years old right now, and that would be his 32 and 33, uh, year old seasons, that's a pretty, pretty good deal for someone that can hit that well and, uh, play pretty much every, um, infield spot um and then uh for loop, loop uh gives you a left-handed uh arm um that I think the Mariners really need uh Pazos has been fantastic but I think loop gives you another option loop has kind of fl- uh, flown under the radar but uh over the last um over the last month he's he's been pitching at a 117 fifth. With a four, with a fourteen oh nine K per nine, it's he's been really, really good, and the Blue Jays have been putting him in some, uh, some tough situations, and he's pulled through for them. Um, so I'm, I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing out of Aaron Loop. I think he gives you another option that you can bring in in like the, the fifth or sixth innings of um, some late September ballgames, uh, or even in the playoffs if, uh, if you want to go with like a Marco Gonzalez to just pitch. Three, four innings in a playoff game. Uh, so I think, uh, I think that gives you, uh, a great amount of depth. They're going loop, Yates, Pazos, Colomé, Diaz, uh, with Vincent and Nicasio sprinkled in there. Um, yeah, as far as what the Blue Jays get, you know, Posey hasn't really been great, uh, for the Mariners and the Mariners system, but he's still a highly regarded, uh, starting pitching prospect. I mean, the size jumps out to a lot of people um, he's been doing a lot better uh, in Arkansas since being uh, demoted down there um, I think teams can take some stock in that um, I think the blue Jays will take a flare on that uh, so largely won't command much because uh, even though that he's he's been pretty solid just utility men and just bench pieces in general don't don't swing that much and then loop I don't think there will be that much of a market for him. Like, but we'll see. And then Sam Delaplane De is actually one of the more underrated um, relieving prospects in the Marriott system. I think he's um, like right now. Like if I had to redo my top thirty prospects, he'd probably get in at like twenty nine or thirty. Um, but he's he's been kind of pushed down because of like Art Warren, Matt Chesta, Wyatt Mills, Seth Knowledge, etc. Um, but he's still really good. Uh, and then my final trade, uh, is with the Mets, and that gets the Mariners back to Lugo. So this is, this is the trade that Colby was hinting at. A guy that can at least start, um, every now and then for you. Uh, Lugo has started five games, I believe, for the Mets this year. Um, he got hit pretty hard in a couple of them. Uh, I think against the Diamondbacks and the, the Rockies. Let me pull it up here. Yeah. Yeah, he got he got hit pretty hard against the, the Diamondbacks and Rockies, but he also, like, the, the start that jumps out to me was against the Yankees back on um, June 10th, and that's the team that you're going to go up against. He went six innings and um, struck out eight, so that's really good. Uh, just a 209 X-flip. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's that's impressive. And those are the kinds of teams that you're going to be going up against in the, in the playoffs. And um, he's, he's you know, kind of that Wade LeBlanc type where he can swing start for you. He can, um, you know, he can come out on long relief. Uh, again, like if you want to go with a Marco Gonzalez, he's probably got an inning cap at that point probably can only give you about three or four innings in a playoff game. Uh, Plus, you probably don't want to push over Marco Gonzalez just because of how inconsistent he can be. Um, Lugo can give you solid innings. I kind of liken him to uh, to how the Astros used Charlie Morton uh, in the um, World Series last year, how big he was and how they kind of gave him confidence to how – to pitch how well he's been this year, I think Lugo can be kind of that similar type where he can start for you, give you solid solid production, but he can also give you four innings out of the bullpen if you need it. Um, and then uh, I have the Mariners kind of kind of spending quite a bit on Lugo because uh, he does have a lot of club control, and um, you know he is a, a valuable piece. I have them given up. Bryson Brigman, who's been hitting extremely well in the minor leagues, um, finally coming into his own now in his second full year, and um, and then Matt Festa, who's uh, another one of those top relieving prospects. So um, the Mariners lose like three really really good relieving prospects, but they still hang on to uh, to Wyatt Mills and Art Warren in this uh, in this plan. Um, and yeah, I I I think. This gives you um, significant um, depth offensively on the bench. Uh, I think it gives you another option for, uh, for starting pitching, especially if Felix doesn't make the playoff roster, which I, I do think he will, um, but if he doesn't. Um, and then if Wade LeBlanc falls off the face of the earth, Lugo can step right in and uh, be that guy. But, um... But yeah, and then uh, Yates and Loop just um, create even more depth for the bullpen. Um, looking at the roster, I think Chase and Bradford will get DFA'd. Um, you don't kind have of to a waiver.
2: You don't have to DFA Bradford. He's got all three options left. Oh uh, really? Yep. I had to double oh. check because I didn't wasn't sure why the Mets DFA'd him in the first place when they could have sent him down, but. According yeah. to the rest of resource, he's got two or three options left. So,
1: Oh well, wow. she's yeah, right, so, yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so option Jason Bradford, um, yeah, so um, just looking at this, you know, I was looking at you know could they, uh, you know, because uh, there was that report, um, or there was that thing that Churchill said about uh, the Mariners not really having an internal salary cap. Mm-hmm. So, um,
2: oh, we will get to that.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that. But I was thinking I think like if they're gonna add a significant starter, um, that'll be more of a waiver deadline thing. So if Cole Hamels is still on the Rangers in August, uh that could be that could be a possibility. Uh or Jordan Zimmerman um in August as well. Uh but right now, yeah, I think I think Lugo makes the most sense at, at uh the trade deadline though.
2: Alright, so uh We're going to take a
0: quick break, and then we will come back with Jeff's plan. We will see you guys in a minute.